You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. Welcome to the show. I'm Thank Dr. you. Well, it's good to see you yeah. too. I'm Dr. Corey Allen alongside my wife, Pam. We explore topics and questions and content that every relationship faces. And then we also sometimes get spurred along with some questions that uh, are provided by like our sponsor today. The connection cards from the Adventure Challenge. Yeah. Um, we've talked about this a couple different weeks now. Mm-hmm. I and love this type Big fans of it. There's two different decks, the couples and mm-hmm. then the in-bed. But mm-hmm. just a, a sampling of what they cover and what they do. So what's one embarrassing story from your childhood that you haven't told me yet, babe? I don't think I want to tell it on the air. Well, let's hold it for the extended content sometime. (laughs) All right. That's for you and me, baby. (laughs) Oh, well, then that's the extended, extended content. (laughs) Well, if you're interested in um, spicing up your conversations, the connection cards are a great way to go. Last week, we talked about if one of the questions was, if you and I started a podcast, what would the title be? (laughs) Which is a great one because Sexy Marriage Radio, but also for today, we'll we'll let everybody know. Coming in 2023, the first week of January, is the Sexy Marriage Radio is going to pivot. Same show, new title. Yes. Passionately Married Podcast. Which I love. That widens the lane. We can add a little bit of topic to it of what we cover, but it's the same thing. Everything we've been doing for 11 years, we're going to keep doing just under a new title. That's right. Well, if you're just interested in more show info, we'll tell you a little bit more in just a second. But also, if you're interested in some cards to help spice up your conversation, along with listening to Passionately Married Podcast in 2023, theadventurechallenge.com. Use our code SMR20 and get 20% off this holiday season for anything you buy from the Adventure Challenge. Adventurechallenge.com, SMR20. Take advantage of the sales. Well, as I just mentioned... We, we just a little bit of housekeeping as we're starting the show today. Mm-hmm. Um, we are making some a, a change, and we've talked about this, kind of set it up. The extended content people know already because that's what last week's episode was, mm-hmm. and the extended content just kind of talking about the rationale and what this is all about. But we are making a just a pivot. I mean, I love the idea of it's the same show. We're just changing the title mm-hmm. to remove a barrier of sexy marriage radio. Sometimes I think we keep coming across this idea of sexy keeps getting in the way. Of some people it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we want to increase the likelihood of sharing, Mm -hmm. um, a likelihood of, of some people, uh, are, I don't know that I I had a a coworker who's thought, well, is it just a Dr. Ruth show? No, Mm -hmm. it's about being better people. Right. So it's, um, it's more broader concept in the, in the title but does allow for here and there's some, some broader topics within marriage. There's always the high desire, low desire though, right? The concepts are the same. So we're really looking forward to what this is going to do for the future. Right. And this, this is just a breathing new life, a new year. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's kind of come at it from a different way because I think to me, I love passionately and married. They're both action words. Yes, they are. And I think that's what creates so much better Energy, connection, intimacy, sex, everything. Mm-hmm. When I can bring myself into it, it's choice. I'm passionate towards something mm-hmm. that it's just, I see it as a new new horizons mm-hmm. of where we can go. And so 
if since you're listening to the show regularly, we hope, and you'll come check us out, you have to do nothing. It'll stay the same. The feed, everything will automatically adjust, and it'll be just the next show in January, the first one out in two weeks from now, will just automatically be it. You don't mm-hmm. have to find it any different way. <laughs> so it's very, very simple. Well, today with Sexy Marriage Radio, what we're going to do is uh, the last two shows of the year, I'm going to spend a little bit of time just kind of looking back. Fine. By, by, okay. by revisiting a couple of things. Okay. And today's episode is, this would be, if I think through all of the guests we had, I didn't go back through and think of or count up how many guests have been on mm-hmm. S- SMR to this point, because there's a lot, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot, but there's several that really stand out because we've had a lot of really good relationship minds join the conversation. Right. You know, they're experts in certain aspects of a dynamic in the relationship, and it's been a, pl- a privilege to have them just share their wealth of knowledge with yeah. us. And so there's several things that have come to my mind. Several of them are some of the top ones that have been replayed. We've revisited before. Um, but this one is one that stands out to my in my mind and one of my go-tos because of how helpful she was. Mm-hmm. And this is Dr. Kelly Casperson and her concept of you're not broken. Mm-hmm. She's an MD yeah. urologist that works with the pelvic area for years and years now Mm -hmm. with women. And she's now on a mission to help ladies understand you're not broken. Yeah. And she comes at it such a playful, fun, engaging way, but it's chock full of information that is just biologically correct Mm -hmm. and accurate and And useful (laughs) and absolutely Mm -hmm. useful. So in the regular content today, we talk about, what are some of the different things that continue to get in the way of the beliefs that we bring into this? Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that women believe when they bring into their, their sex lives that makes them start thinking, well, I must just be broken. Mm-hmm. And then on the extended content today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash smracademy. Um, we continue our conversation, but this time we pivot it to where do orgasms reside in the brain? What's going on in mm. the brain yeah. when orgasms are happening? And mm. I love the neurology of this and the science. of, And I think there's just such some cool aspects of how we're made, how mm-hmm. we're wired, what makes us who we are. Yeah. And so all that's coming up on today's show. Well, I'm excited to bring um, a, a specialist, I guess probably one of the great ways to describe you, Kelly, is Dr. Kelly Casperson um, is joining me today for Sexy Merge Radio because uh, she is an MD at urology, right? That Yep. Is what your specialty is? Yep, urology. And and so I think you bring a unique skill set and a unique uh, framework to the whole realm of marriage and sex and just relationship dynamics. And so this is going to be a fantastic conversation, Kelly. I'm already excited. So welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. So I was looking through some stuff that you've got and then the show that you have. And, and you and I have a similar mission. Right, that it's it's yeah. truly let's let's help people and and let's help them get out of their own way. Let's help some of the myths. Let's help some of that. You frame it as limiting beliefs. Yep. Um, so walk me through what are the big ones you see that are truly are limiting beliefs when it comes to the way people interact with life, uh, interact with their sex life, interact in relationships. Oh man, this is so good. Uh, how much time do you have? We have so many limiting beliefs, right? <laughs> the, the thing about beliefs is like, we think they're facts. 
Like that's what our brain does. Our brain's like, this is a fact when really it's just a thought, a thought you think over and over and over again, whether you're aware of it or not aware of it is a belief, right? Right. And then we say a belief, a limiting belief is something that you're like, it's actually kind of holding you back from whatever else could be out there or, yeah. or just, even just a different way of looking at things, which might serve you better than the way that you're look, currently looking at something. So that's what, to break it down for what's a limiting belief for somebody. Um, limiting beliefs for sex. There's so many, um, sex should be easy. This shouldn't be hard. I should have, I should want spontaneous desire all the time. Um, you know, just, there's just so many, like, and we just think they're rules, right? Uh -huh. But they're not rules. Like these aren't actually like provable in the court of law. Um, they're just things that we tell ourselves that really we say, what do you, what do you try to start challenging a belief? You can say, is this serving me? Right. Is a yeah. nice way to kind of just judge yeah. that belief of like, is this, is it serving me to think like, I don't want sex and I don't like sex and sex is, is difficult and like all that stuff is like, oh, maybe it's not serving you. What's a different way of thinking about it? Um, and it's a leap for some people to be like, I can't just start thinking sex is fun, right? It's not believable yet. <laughs> right. But, you, but a thought of what we call bridge thoughts is I'm learning to explore sex in a different way. Right. Okay. Oh, that's, belie that's believable. I'm going to listen to some podcasts and like actually start talking to my spouse about it. So you, that's a, already a more believable thought. Right. And it, that thought helps your brain start looking at ways of like, oh, how can I start learning about sex? That might be fun because your brain will start wanting to prove that thought true. Right. So it's like whatever okay. you feed it is very important because then it'll start looking for for you know, proof for that. So right. those are, those are some common limiting beliefs as far as sex goes that I see a lot. Yeah, oh, another limiting belief. Um, now that I've hit menopause, women just don't like sex after menopause. Um, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, nobody has sex in a long-term relationship, so it's okay that I don't. Um, just kind of these beliefs, you know, that yeah. we don't challenge. Well, so personally speaking, I'm hoping those two suckers are truly wrong beliefs because I'm in a long-term relationship and menopause for my wife can't be far away because I'm 50 now. And, you know, so life is getting up there for us. Life's we're we're now there. considered old to our kids. Right. Um, yeah. But average I've, age of, of menopause in America and the UK is 51 just for people. I mean, menopause perfect. is so not talked about that. Like it's yep. good just to like sprinkle facts in there for people. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's what we try to do with sexy right? Rides radio all the way through. And I know that's what you're trying to do too. One of the things I loved, um, the limiting belief I saw right off the top that you, is that whole, I'm, a, I'm broken. Yes. Right. That something's oh, yeah. wrong. Something's so therefore I'm, I'm broken. Um, Let's let's talk about that because I think that is such a destructive thought process and and belief. If I start to really own that, and I see that on two levels, tell me help help me point out where I could be wrong or let's refine it. Um, one is obviously an individual, right? And if it's the female or the male, but I would put it most likely the lower desire partner comes across as well. I'm broken. There's something wrong with me. But I think it also becomes a relational belief that. Now all of a sudden their partner thinks that it's them that's broken. And yes. Now you got all kinds of issues that can come from it. But let's let's talk about the individual level first. And I think 
you lean yourself more towards working with a, a, a lot more of the female population. Yes. I tend to in my in my podcast and my female sex ed. I mean, as a urologist, I'm trained. We're trained in male sexual function, right? Okay. So, like, to I get I get to come at it from a very you know any gender perspective. Yep. Yep. But cer- certainly, what I thought was lacking was female sexual education um, and equality. Right? If we're going to give credence to his sexual function, we should give equal and opposite credence to hers. Totally. So, just by default, I I do tend towards female. Absolutely. Okay, so, um, so let's let's go with that on the on let's maybe choose both men and women both on when that limiting belief comes in of I'm broken let's let's unpack that. Yeah, so when we'll say she, we'll say she feels broken, right? That limiting belief prevents you. Like I said, the brain tries to justify those thoughts, right? So like if you're broken, you might not be looking at ways that you aren't broken right? Like even that simple thing of like, I'm actually really great as a mom. I'm actually really great as a partner. I'm, I love my feet. Like whatever else, you're not like doing all of the things where you're like, there's actually so much of you that's not broken. Number one, I would argue nobody's inherently broken. I think we are all worthy as we are without changing anything. Um, So my my belief is nobody's broken. Um, But amongst the broken feeling, there's so much that's not broken. But if you think you're broken, you're not seeing all those other things. So I think that's number one. Okay. With the spouse, because I'll see this, the spouse that will say stereotypically male spouse will come in and he'll say, she's broken. She needs yep. to be fixed. She's and what the problem. That- She's the problem. And what that does is, number one, it reinforces her belief that she's broken because, look, the person I love the most is saying it. And number two, it absolves him of any work that he has to do in the yep. relationship. Yeah. And that's that's where it starts to become so uh, convoluted, if you will, because, I mean, Sexy Marriage Radio has a history of I love it. Some of my favorite listeners are the ones that have reached out to me saying, hey, I found you and I started listening because I needed my spouse fixed, you know, cause that's a lot of the reason why people reach out for help is yeah. Fix my spouse. That'll make my life and, and plot of life a whole lot better. And then I would hear from them after a couple of weeks of listening, I hated you because you wouldn't do anything about the spouse. You were only making me deal with me. And Beautiful. Like, well, duh, that's what the whole point is. Mission <laughs> <should> accomplished. <laughs> exactly. But I love what you just said on the idea of the brain will kind of look for reasons to make it true, if you will, of like, if I have this belief of I'm broken, then now all of a sudden it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy of, yep, see, that didn't work. It That just confirms the fact that I'm broken. It doesn't work. And rather than, okay, how do you slow that down? How do you challenge that belief? How do you look at the other areas like you're describing? And it really can round out your experience of, wait. I could learn in this. I, I am capable of this because I've even proved it out maybe way, way back in the past, but I have proved it. So what's changed? And it's just kind of all at that level of just discussing a dynamic inside you changes everything, right? Yeah, it's really poking. I, I like to say I like to poke holes in thoughts, right? Of like you get to let the sunshine in or the water run through or something then is like, all these thoughts, which we take as facts. And then we're like, is it actually serving us? And with the whole broken thing is like, what are you not experiencing or going after in life because of your belief that you're broken? Right. And it's like, the sky's the limit. Once you figure out like, oh, I'm as worthy as anybody else is of X, Y, and Z. Let's go for it. So how do you then transition the person that's, that's talking about that? uh, uh, They're listening to this and thinking, Okay, I resonate with this. This is this is something I tell myself. 
What's my first step? Today's episode of Sexy Marriage Radio is sponsored by BetterHelp. There are many times in life where I think we all might wish, I know I do, that life had a user's manual. It would make it a whole lot easier if you just knew what you should do, the decisions you should make, and the relationships maybe you should lean into, the conversations you should start to make things go even deeper. Well, life doesn't come with a manual. So when it's not working for you, it's easy to feel stuck. And any of the life challenges that we have can really make us feel unsure, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, becoming a parent. That's where therapists come in. They're trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. Well, BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and it's accessible everywhere. It's 100% online. And I know throughout the course of my life and relationships, I would not be where I am today without the help of some good therapy. So as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has helped over 3 million people it's 100% online, they have licensed, vetted therapists, and it's affordable. You fill out a brief questionnaire, they match you with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new one. Couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. You can learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com SMR. That's betterhelp.com SMR. And as I've always said, this is one therapist recommending other therapists to help you navigate life better. I think the first step is just question the thought, right? Of like, is it absolutely true? And that's what all the big thought leaders do with like the mindfulness and the awareness of like, just realize it's a thought even, yep. right? Of like, is it provable in the court of law? No. Okay, it's a thought. And it's not a fact. And then you can start just questioning it. It's just seeing it as a thought, right? And realizing like, I'm really hanging on to this thought. And you could just start playing with it of like, where did it come from? Oh, well, it, it turns out that my second grade teacher called me a smart ass in front of the entire class. And ever since then, I won't speak up because I'm super afraid of the second grade, right. right? And you're like, these thoughts aren't even ours sometimes. They get put in there by other people. And you then you can start like letting in the light, you know, letting the water right. drain out and like start playing with it. Because again, making that leap from like, I'm not broken to I'm amazing is like that people don't do that. If people did that, it'd probably be a different world. But so we just have to start like, you know, poking holes in the thought, seeing where that thought came from, seeing how it might not be true, seeing if the opposite might be true. So you just really start playing with your thoughts. Okay. And then I think you add that second question you had earlier of, is this serving me? Is, is, is this me? something that's providing a lot of value or life or vibrancy or anything to my experience? Because if I can take a curious stance, like you're describing, I change everything rather than I'm all of a sudden immediately judgmental and buying it. Totally. And, it, you know, for the sex, if I feel broken in my sexual relationship, is that is that serving our relationship for me to just feel broken? Like, is that accomplishing anything? Well, no, it's just kind of allowing me to sit in this, you know, pit of despair. So realizing it's not actually serving my relationship for me to feel broken. So now, now what can we do about that? Right. And so then let's, let's, let's pivot it to the relationship dynamic, because you are talking about the idea that, you know, a spouse comes in thinking, well, fix them. That's my, that's my issue is them that I love the fact that when I get a chance to work with couples and one of them really gets it and they up their game, in a sense, and they really start questioning some things, it usually freaks the other partner out. Because then it's kind of like, wait, 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 wait. Now there's more required of me. Now there's what's what my role in this has been is starting to become more seen and, and obvious. And I don't know if I like this mm -hmm. as much, which then that's still limiting beliefs on their side. 
Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, you know, I think again, stereotypically, because that's how that's how we have to summarize things. But stereotypically, the the male or the higher desire person just wants the other person's desire to be brought up, right? And when you really start questioning that higher desires person, you're like, are you providing sex that they're actually interested in? Right. How are you, how are you treating them? You know, day to day, so that they're actually interested in doing this with you. Like there is ownership on everybody in the relationship. It's not one person that's broken. Right. No, not at all. And so then if we go from that to this idea of I'm broken, now all of a sudden I start to test out this fact that maybe I'm not. Um, what a, What's the leap you've come across that people need to, to take where they haven't seen it as this is something that's for my enjoyment to where they get to where, you know what, maybe I could really enjoy this. Because yeah, I think, I th- don't we get caught in a lot of the duty obligation? It's really not for me. I mean, that's what culture has done badly in a lot of ways where it's been male centered yeah, way too much. And that's totally disparaging and discouraging to women. But how do you get it to that change the changing of no, no, this, this is for me. I can enjoy this. This is something that's really good for me. Yeah. I mean, how I start is just part of it's just the sex education, right? Of like, we haven't, we're not even taught how to have sex so that the woman enjoys it. Right. Right. Like, and then we go around thinking she's the broken one. Right. So a lot of it's just education and being like, this is how your body works. This is how things have kind of got awry in heterosexual, you know, relationships, just education, because it starts again, poking holes of like, maybe I'm not the broken one. Oh, I I didn't know that most people don't have orgasms with penis and vagina penetration, right? Right. Like good to know. So you just kind of feel less broken about it. And then it's really that switch from like, being passive or accepting sex onto you to realizing you're a sexual being, you have agency. This is as much a part of your enjoyment as it should be anybody else's. It's really that, and I always, I describe it as like learning how to stand up, but it's like kind of learning how to own your space in it because women, again, stereotypically in our society, we're not encouraged to be sexual. Now I'm, now I'm telling you, you should enjoy sex. I'm like, (laughs) you know, it's a big leap. So you kind of get there slowly of like, hey, this is an activity that you have body parts designed for as much as anybody else does. Like, but you, you're not taught that that's okay. So part of it in owning it is knowing like, it's okay. We're all sexual beings. We're all deserving of this. Yeah, and in some cultures, because I'm thinking of some of the really religious, dogmatic, legalistic side of things, um, not only is you know something that you're not taught that you're a sexual being, if you are taught it, you're taught that that sexual prowess for a woman is dangerous, mm-hmm. right? And so therefore you must be modest. You must, for the sake of the men who can't control themselves, you must, you know, rather than, hold on, that's disparaging to every human mm-hmm. of we are, we are not part of the animal kingdom that we can't control ourselves. Hopefully. I mean, that's yep. kind of, I think we all need to strive for that at least <laughs> or nobody gets any work done and it's destructive to everybody. Right. So when you're, when you're walking through this of just the education, um, what are some of the main things that you come across where, when, when you start getting into the desire that as, cause you made the comment of menopause means, nope, I'm done. It, I won't, I won't enjoy this anymore. Let's, let's have the ceremony and we'll move on with a platonic relationship. 
Yeah. I mean, I think what, what a lot of people don't, it's that stereotype, right? Or a limiting belief, I guess, is like old people don't have sex. Our society doesn't model it. We don't see it in Hollywood. So we really have this belief that like, well, I guess what we had in our 20s was as good as it's going to get. Where when you read the research, you know, the, there's this amazing book called, uh, what is it? Magnificent Sex by Peggy Kleinplatz. Yep. It's like older people, whatever that might mean for people, 50s, 60s, 70s and above, have the best sex of their lives. So what can we learn from them? And number two, that just breaks down the barrier of like, yeah, it's over. Of like, no, 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 it can keep getting better, but you have to work. It, like, not at work like, ugh, but like, it's a skill, right? Like you don't, you're not good at, you're not good at, at tennis right away. Like you keep working at tennis, you're going to get better at tennis. Right. It's just, it's another skill that you can keep getting better at instead of this societal belief of like, old people don't have sex. Yeah. So I guess, I guess that's what we do. Right. Um, I mean, the other thing I think just medically with menopause is things happen when we have low estrogen that really do affect, especially penis and vagina, penetrative intercourse. We do have to take care of our skin. We do, uh, I think, replacing estrogen in the vagina, very important. And people need to hear this, right? Because yes. where, where do we get this information from? Certainly the average doctor isn't going to be like, yo, you're having great sex. You want to keep that good? Consider vaginal estrogen as like preventative healthcare. Yeah. So it's really important for people to know like what happens because of menopause doesn't mean that your sex life has to end. Yeah, I I can see the billboards already, Kelly. Uh, on the highway, <laughs> vaginal health care, preventative health care. Exactly. I was like, you know, you like go along, you probably see this with like you doing your podcast too. It's like you go along and then you're like, I didn't realize my purpose in life is just to tell people to use vaginal estrogen when it when it's time. But I'm like, it keeps coming back to like, that's my, I guess, my mission in life. But it, yeah, a, a limiting belief of like, if if you're just supposed to stop having sex once you hit a certain age, that's yeah. going to be a very different outcome than like, yeah. hey, I hear the vaginal tissues get drier and more painful when we take estrogen away. What can I do to help prevent that? Right. So it's the way we think about things. No, that's huge because I, I hear it as you, you've kind of got the both ends of the spectrum mission right now, right? Of It's, it's education. Um, one of the, one of my favorite phrases on just, we need to have a more accurate level of, of sex education for teenagers and kids too. Uh, this is from the theorist. I did all my training under Dr. Schnarch and he made the comment of if nothing else, we got to reach the point to where, when we talk about sex in a committed relationship to people that are younger than us, we need to explain to them the profoundness of what's going on. Because like, in my case, I would say to my kids, you know, honey, or kids, your mom and I have been banging away at each other for 28 years and we still haven't figured it all out, right? It just because there's so much more going on than just an act when you start bringing into the equation, because this is what I keep seeing with the re research you referenced, that the elder we get into a relationship, the better the sex is because you're more comfortable in your own skin. And it's not necessarily what you do or don't do. It's who you are and who you bring to the party. Yeah. And there's a difference in that. There's less anxiety there's less awkwardness there's less you know some of that kind of stuff that it's just like this is me here we go and yeah some freedom there totally there's so much freedom there and again that thought of you are not broken right like if you take the i'm broken into the bedroom your orgasms are hiding like they are not there right like our body image the way we view ourselves kind of that what they call spectatoring right yep. like you're 
you're watching sex to make sure it's going okay, of like, that is not where good sex lives. That's not how the orgasm works in the brain neurologically. So there's right. so much work to be done on that limiting belief and that body image and all that stuff to help li basically liberate yourself in the bedroom. Perfect. Well, Kelly, uh, as we kind of wrap up this segment, I'm, how do how do uh, anybody that's in the Sex Emerge Radio Nation that's listening to today's show, how do they find more about you? Give them a little bit of a spiel to find you because I want people to find your information because it is top notch. Thank you. So on Instagram, I'm Kelly Casperson, MD. Same with my website, kellycaspersonmd.com. Um, my podcast is You Are Not Broken. And then the book's coming out in 2022, You Are Not Broken, Stop Shooting All Over Your Sex Life. That's such a great title. <laughs> I'm excited for that already. <laughs> well, Kelly, thanks. thanks so much for the time thus far. Um, and I can't wait to continue the conversation here in just a minute. One of the cool things about Dr. Casperson is... Uh, this year, she started her own show, You're Not Broken. Oh, nice. And she's killing it. It's just it's just blowing up. Well, she's got <laughs> such great work and demeanor and you name Absolutely. It. And so it's it's a privilege and an honor to collaborate with people over the years. Mm -hmm. and, and it's going to be a privilege and honor because I'm already starting to connect with her and other people about where we're heading right. with the change to Passionately Married. And um, the feedback we get is is just incredibly helpful of everybody, everybody's like, I love that idea. I think mm -hmm. that's a great move, mm -hmm. you know? So it's just, this is such an exciting moment because as we start winding down a year, it's one of those, everybody, I think everybody kind of looks at what's the new beginnings. What's, what's next? Yeah. What do we do this next year? I mean, you and I've had this conversation some about what's coming up the schedule and the plans, not just mm -hmm. professionally, but family and maritally. Mm -hmm. So we're just, at personal plea, personal request, uh, join us going into 2023 and stay with the nation mm -hmm. to continue to grow and enhance your relationship and your life and your connections and just be more passionately married. The world needs it. Absolutely, they do. Well, if you like the show, you can help us out by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you listen. Your comments help us spread the word and help other people find the show so that we can help them frame their conversations and spark some things in their lives. Transcripts are available on each of the show's pages at smrnation.com. All our advertisers' deals and discount codes are also available on each of the episode's pages at smrnation.com. Please consider supporting those who support the show. The greatest compliment you can give us is to share the shows with those you care about this holiday season. And on that note... Uh, Pam and I wish you a wonderful and happy Merry Christmas time mm -hmm. with you and your family and your spouse and safe travels wherever you are in the world mm -hmm. as you celebrate some time together. May it be blessed. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>